You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Beit Shemesh, Israel 5783, 2023. This week's Parsha in Chutzlar is Korach, and in Eretz Yisrael, Parsha's Chukas. And Bezrat Hashem next week, Chutzlar will be reading Chukas and Balak, and we will be reading Balak, so we will catch up. We will be on the same page. In the meantime, I'd like to share with you something which connects the two Parshas of Korach and Chukas, and that has to do with something that we find in both Parshas, uh, in the Midrashim of both Parshas. In Korach, so we have the story of the rebellion of Korach against Moshe Rabbeinu, against Aaron HaKoyen, the chosen one of Hashem, to be the high priest, to be the Kohanim, the priests. And Korach is swallowed up, he and his followers are swallowed up into the ground, those who brought the, the, the 250 individuals who brought the fire offering, the fire incense offering, they are swallowed up by the fire. And afterwards, the Jewish people challenge Moshe and they say, you killed these people. You knew what the result was going to be and you caused their death. And Hashem is upset and Moshe is upset and Aaron, Aaron Mahu Kisalino Alov, like Moshe says, Aaron, it's interesting, doesn't really get involved in the, in the, the upset part, but it's a challenge to Aaron. And so Moshe Rabbeinu sets up a particular way of proving who is the chosen one of Hashem, and that it is Aaron, and seeking to quiet down this this uh, false accusation against Aaron that there was nepotism, etc. So what does he do? He has a mata. Each of the tribes, each of the nesim, each of the the princes of each tribe give their mata, they give their staff. And we're going to talk about the staff. We're going to try to understand what is the concept of the staff. But each of them gives their staff. Aaron Aaron the priest, places his staff. They all put their staffs inside of the Mishkan, inside of the tabernacle. And then in the morning, they see that the staff of Aaron, the staff that is etched into it, the tribe of Levi, that staff has sprouted. Let's remember, it's a piece of wood, but all of a sudden, it's alive. And uh, there's flowers on it, there's, there's a flowering of life. And this represented the fact that Aaron was chosen by Hashem, not by Moshe, by Moshe with the instruction of Hashem, and he is the chosen one to serve inside of the Mishkan, to serve on behalf of the Jewish people. Now, it's really interesting and really cool. It's an amazing test. But whenever we have concepts like this, the Torah teaches us something through this concept. Why did he specifically choose? Why did Moshe choose? Or why was he instructed by Hashem, perhaps, to choose to use a mata, use their staves, in order to prove the specialness of, of Aaron What is the concept of the staff? Now, in Parshas Chukas, there's also a reference to the staff, and I, I'm going to read it inside, shortly, after we read the Medrash that has to do with Parshas Korach, but there's a reference to a staff at the end of Parshas Chukas, so we know that the Be'er, the, the waters of Miriam, so they were, when Miriam passed away, so the Be'er was taken away, it had to be reinstitu- reinstituted, reinstated, and and after it does return, after the waters return, the Jewish people sing a song, Shira Saber, 
And the Mephoshim explained that this is not a new song, because the Be'er was not a new Be'er. This is really an expression, as the, the Medrash talks about it, we're not going to get so into this, but the, the, the Be'er was there for all 40 years, so it was an expression really of a joyous moment in time, perhaps of the return of it, but really an expression of thanks for the entire 40 years. And we're going to see... And we'll read this inside. Again, as I said, we're, we're going to see that the way that the waters reached each of the tribes, how did the water get from the Be'er? How did it get from the, the well, which was, a, which, was a, which was a source of water coming from a particular location? How did it reach the entire camp of the Jewish people? And one of the ways that it got there was, the Medjur says, that the Nasi of each tribe, the prince of each tribe, would take his staff and he would pull the water towards their tribe, and in that way it would get to their tribe. Okay, so we see in both parishes the concept of the staff. In one context, it's to prove that Aaron is special, and in the other context, it's in order to draw the water, the life-giving waters, to each of the tribes through their Nassim. So we need to understand, what is the idea of the staff? What is the idea of this stick? So first I'd like to read to you a Medrash in Parshas Korach. It says like this, Umate Aaron, Yehuda. Interestingly, Medrash says that this staff that Aaron had was an old staff, an ancient staff. And really we need to understand, I don't know how much we'll get into it, but we need to understand what does this mean exactly, that this staff was the very same staff that we find that Yehuda had when he came into a relationship with Tamar, who ended up being the mother of his children, the Peretz and Zerach, <coughs> who ultimately would be the great-great-grandfather of David HaMelech and ultimately the great-great-grandfather of Mashiach, Mashiach ben David. He had a staff in his hand that she took from him and that she returned to him. That same staff, that same staff which represents Malucha, represents the kingship, which is Yehuda's, Shevet right? The the Shevet, the staff, does not leave the hands of Yehuda. We need to understand the concept of a staff in regards to Malucha, in regards to king, kingship. But that same staff was given to Aaron Hakayim. That same staff was the one that came to life in our story, in our parsha. Says the Medrash, it was the same. Exact mata that was in the hands of Moshe that Moshe used when he performed miracles for the Jewish people in Egypt. That was the same one. There are those who say that Moshe took one piece of wood and he cut it into 12 different pieces of wood. 12 beams. And he said to them, You are all from one piece of wood. All 12 tribes are from one piece of wood. Take your staffs. Okay, and that those staffs were the ones that he used to perform this test. And the staff of Levi, as we said, so it was a, according to this understanding, it was a new staff. It wasn't an ancient staff. Why would he do this? He didn't want them to claim that that uh, that 
Aaron's staff was any different than their staffs. They're all from the same exact piece of wood. He didn't want them to say, hey, he, the Aaron's staff was, was, uh, it was really alive from before. It's very interesting, says the Medrash. This makal, this staff of Aaron Hashem was geyser, which the word geyser means to decree, but it can also mean to cut. Hashem inscribed onto the mata, onto the staff of Aaron, his name, his holy name, the name Yudkei which was also on the tzitz. Or there are those who say there was the name of the 72 letters, or the name there's differences of opinion what was exactly written upon the staff. But, nonetheless, it's some name of Hashem, which we also need to understand, what is that, why is there a name of Hashem on a staff? What's what's the concept? How do we know? Because it says, So, it refers to the staff using using the word Tzitz, and just like on the tzitz, which was the, the head plate on the forehead of the Kohen Gadol, it said Hashem's name, Kodesh Lashem. So, so to the staff, said Hashem's name as well. Okay, the manager finishes off and says, That same staff was in the hands of every single king. Until the base of English was destroyed, and then the staff was put into hiding. It was hidden away. And that very staff is going to be in the hands of the Messiah. May he come speedily in our days. The staff will be sent, the staff will be given over to the future leader of the Jewish people. Mashiach will will have that same staff. What is the staff? There's a lot of hints here to what the staff is. We can go through them. We should go through them and and understand what the staff is. But before we do, we have more hints, really, from the second Medrash, which I'd like to read inside. (coughs) The Pasuk in Pashas Chukas talks about the Be'er, the well the well which was dug by the by the mighty princes it doesn't say mighty by princes it was it was dug out by the by the important people of the nation now what's what's going on so in the pashup shot it means that Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron and Miriam they were important people and they as as Rashi says as the uncle says they were the ones who through their schus, through their merit the the be'er came about. Notice, by the way, interesting. Notice, by the way, that how does Moshe Rabbeinu get the water out of the be'er, out of the well? He uses his staff. He strikes the he strikes the rock with his staff in order to bring forth the water. It was a mistake. He should have spoken, which is also interesting. What's the difference between speaking versus striking with a staff? Right? We find that a staff, a shevet, and a mata can be used in order to guide our children. The Pasuk says, if a person spares the rod, he spoils the child. Right? Famous famous concept which is ignored, unfortunately, in uh, in the modern day. But there is an obligation for a parent to make sure that the child does what's right. And sometimes that involves corporal, uh, corporal punishment. And if a person doesn't give proper punishment to their child, that child can end up uh, as a wayward child. 
But this very stick, the stick seems to be, on the surface level, something that's used to bring out the water, cause, cause, um, cause an effect that we would like. The water, we have to understand what is the concept of the water and how it relates to the sticks. But we want to bring water, we want to bring sustenance to the Jewish people. You got to cajole, you got to cause the water to come out. So he used the stick. Now, the Medrash points out, what's going on here? Is Was there any kind of actual digging that was done? We found that Avram and Yitzchak were involved in digging wells, but were Moshe and Aaron and, and Miriam literally involved in, in digging a well? Ella, Medrash says, it's not, it's not the case. Rather, The Basik says, two different uh, references to people who who dug this this well. One is Be'er Chafarua Sarim, the princes. Karua Nidive Ha'am, it was dug by the important ones of the nation. <coughs> Excuse me. So, says the Medrash, that what was it that caused, what was the merit that allowed for the Jewish people to have this water? So, the first merit was the Schus Avais. It was the merit of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, Shenikru Sarim, because they were referred to as princes. Shenemar Pasach Suri Zubimayim, Ki Zocher Es Devar Kotres Avraham Avda, in Tehillim, in Psalm chapter 105, verses 41 and 42. It refers to the water. It refers to the the water that came out in the Midbar. And what was the root of it? It, it mentions Avraham Avinu. It mentions Abraham, the servant of Hashem. So there was a merit that came as a result of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But what was, who were the ones that, that at the time, at the time in the wilderness, actually dug the pit? Whose merit was it at that time? I mean something that causes an impression. Bimishanoisa means with their that which they leaned upon. Right, the Pasik refers to something that they leaned on. The Nasim, who were the important people of the nation who at the time their merit or maybe their physical action caused the Jewish people to have the water that they needed? It was the Nasim. It was the twelve princes of the tribes. They would stand over the, the water and they would take their staff, their Mishanes, uh, that which they leaned upon. They would sta- take their staff and they would draw the water with their staff towards each and every Shevet and every family. Okay. There's much more interesting things here in the Medrash. I'm not yet going to get into it. There, there is a really important point in the in the continuation of the Medrash, which we'll get to. But I'd like to just step back for a moment and say, okay, so what what's this water? What is the water that we're speaking about? What is the mata? What's the purpose? It's a mishenis. It's something they lean upon, right? What do Nesim lean on? What do they need it for? What, they're all old men, and and they couldn't walk anymore, so they needed something to lean upon. What is the idea of a mate? What is the idea that they draw the water out from the mate? What is the idea that the proof of who is the chosen one of Hashem is the is through the mate? Is through these these walking sticks? 
And it seems clear. It seems clear from the the way that the measure speaks and the concept of a mata that was going on here is very straightforward and very beautiful, very powerful. And that is that the be'er that we're speaking about, right? And the really the contest about who is the one who's going to be the kayan, who's going to be the priest. Korach wants to be that guy. What is it about? It's really about who will draw the water, which is the sustenance, which represents really the spiritual sustenance of Hashem. Who will be the one to draw that spiritual sustenance down to the Jewish people? Who will be the conduit? Who will be the kli, the vessel, that brings down to the Jewish people their physical and spiritual sustenance? Now, why is that represented with a stick, with a walking stick, with a mishenes? And the answer is that a stick, what is a stick? It's a piece of wood. And what is a piece of wood? It's a branch of a tree. And a tree is connected to the ground. And the tree draws the sustenance to its branches. Right? Think about the Shvatim. Think about the, the tribes of the Jewish people. What are they? They're really a Shevet is a tribe, which is a branch. Yaakov Avinu is the core, is the, is the trunk of the tree. And there are 12 branches that reach out of that trunk. 12 sons of Yaakov. So, who is the one that attaches you to the trunk? How do you get your sustenance? Whether it's from Yaakov, even from Jacob, or whether it's from Hashem Himself, that's what we're really speaking about. We're speaking about this, the, the water of the Be'er is, is that which Hashem gives so that we can have physical sustenance, but it represents the spiritual sustenance, and that's really in the Hemshech of the Medrash, which talks about the Be'er in terms of Torah. Torah is Nimshelot Tamayim. We know that the Torah is analogous to water. Right, so, so the Torah, the Torah itself, the teachings of the Torah are that which we use to connect to Hashem. We try to understand His will. Now, what's so special? Why is Korach so uh, adamant about trying to be the Kohen Gadol? What, is, what does he care? It's honor? Is it about honor? Or is there something more? So the answer is that there's something much more than that. Because if you are a conduit, if you are the vessel that Hashem uses to bring spirituality life, sustenance, physical, spiritual sustenance into the world. If you are that conduit, <coughs> excuse me, then you, you experience it as well. You're the one who gets that unbelievable spiritual experience of Hashem pouring His goodness through you. What an opportunity. We spoke about it previous weeks with the Kohanim and the, and the blessings that they brought. But it was not about them. It was about them passing it on to the Jewish people. But still, when you bless somebody, when you teach somebody Torah, when you connect someone else to Hashem, you become connected automatically. Right? We find there's a concept, for example, that when you pray for somebody else and you need the same thing, you're praying for somebody else that they should, let's say someone who's not married yet, you're praying for your friend that they should have a shidduch, they should get married. And you need that thing also. So, the person who's praying gets answered first. Why? Because it's coming through them. The shefa, the, the influx, the goodness, the spiritual influx that Hashem wants to, to give is coming through the person who's praying on behalf of their friend. So they get it first. Right? So that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. That's what was at stake. That's what Korach understood. That's what he wanted. And when when Moshe Rabbeinu when Moshe Rabbeinu does this test when Moshe Rabbeinu 
says, let's look at let's look at these staves. What he's really saying is, let's see who is the one who's truly and most intimately connected to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, through whom the blessings are going to come. Let's look at the staves, which are branches. And all of these branches are of the same piece of wood, right? According to one understanding. He took one piece of wood and he, and he cut it into 12, 12 pieces, representing this very idea. All 12 tribes are rooted in a single, a single unit called Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people. But who is the, who, through whom? Does the the influx come? It comes through Aaron and that was represented by the the Meitzitzu Parach. It came to life. It came to life because Hashem is the source of life. Hashem is the source of life. Hashem is. We're talking about getting the spiritual sustenance, which is what Hashem gives. Who does He give it through? It's through Aaron It's through those who are the closest to Him. And, and that's why it says, it has Hashem's name on it, just like the tzitz, Kodesh Lashem. It means that Aaron is, is special. Aaron is unique. That he's somebody who has the deepest connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All of his thoughts, the tzitz is on his forehead, representing that all of the Kohen Gadol's thoughts revolve around service of Hashem. And that's who we need to go to when we want to know how to access Hashem. When we want to know how to get spiritual sustenance, we need to go to people to learn from them. We need to go to people to get blessings from them who are the most connected, who are most focused. All of their focus, their mishanis, what are they leaning upon? They lean upon Hashem. He leans upon a, a walking stick. That means that everywhere he goes, every step that he takes, it's Hashem is guiding him. His mission is his walking stick is the it's it's imbued with the name of Hashem. Etched onto it is Hashem's name. Everywhere I go, I'm thinking about Hashem. Every step I take, I'm walking with Hashem. That's what these matas represent. All of the Nisim have walking sticks. Yes, they do. They do have walking sticks. What are these walking sticks about? Because when they're walking, they're walking with Hashem, just like Aaron is. Of course, yes, what, what was the Havam, you know, that any of those Nisim should be special? It's because they were all people who go with Hashem. The king, Yehuda, Yehuda's, why was it that his Mata was the same Mata? Why was it that this was the Mata that was used by Misha to perform the miracles? It's because this is the manifestation of Hashem. A king is somebody who his whole purpose is to make sure that the Jewish people are doing the Ratzon Hashem, doing the will of Hashem. The, that's the purpose of, of this individual. That's going to be the purpose of Mashiach. What is the purpose of the Messiah? Why do we need a king? We need somebody who will guide us and show us how to serve Hashem properly. And these very same Nesim, these very same walking sticks, which are used to make sure we're walking with Hashem, that every step that we make is guided by Hashem's will. We are depending on Hashem, we're leaning on Hashem. Those same walking sticks are the ones that pull, so to speak, that draw the water, the life-giving water, both the literal physical life-giving water, which provides them with, with physical sustenance, and the spiritual sustenance, which is is represented by the water, which is the Torah's teachings. Now I want to read you one more section here from the Medrash, which is the end of the Medrash, 
which just like we saw at the end of the Medrashim Parshas Korach, it ends off with Mashiach. So too uh, over here, there's there's something else that's connected to Yemaisa Mashiach, which really it's already it's already started now. In the song of the of the Be'er, in the song of the of the waters, it says Mimatana Nachliel Minachliel Bamas. It says that from Matana they got to Nachliel. It's referring to different locations, but there's also a drasha that the water, which represents the Torah, which represents the teaching of Hashem, which represents doing Hashem's will. So it went from Matana, they went, or the water accompanied them from this place called Matana to Nachliel, and then to Bamas, three places. Measure says something which seems unconnected. There are three places here, and they correspond to three courts that were in Jerusalem, which would teach Torah to the entire Jewish people. So the first one is Elisan Hajin Shabbat we had the highest court of the Jewish people, which was on the Temple Mount. Right? The verse says that from Zion, which is a reference to Harabayas, which is a reference to the Temple Mount, comes forth the Torah. So there was the highest, most um, educated, well-educated, so to speak, uh, Jewish court. There was another court next to, in Azara. Next to the mizbeach, next to the, next to the altar. There was a third location also on the heart. All three, the three sources of where does the Torah come from? Says the Medrash. Where's the source of our water? Where's the source of our spiritual sustenance? It's rooted in the place of the Mikdash, in the place of the Temple. Why? And this is the connection between Aaron and the Be'er and the, and the Torah. This is all about who and where do we go to get our spiritual sustenance? Where do we get that relationship with Hashem? It's Mikdash. It's in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Holy Temple. It's Harabayas. It's the Temple Mount. It's the Kodesh HaKadoshim, where Aaron HaKain, of course, enters, and inside of there is the box, and the box contains the Torah. The cherubs are sitting on, the crew of them are sitting on a box, which has in it the Torah, and the Torah is about our relationship with Hashem, and the root. Where does our water come from? Where does the water come from? It comes from our relationship with Hashem. It comes from the Beis HaMikdash. It comes from Eretz Yisrael. It comes from Yerushalayim. And so, when we want to know where do we go in order to get our connection to Hashem? We go to the leaders of the Jewish people. And who are those leaders? They are drawing the water forth. From where are they drawing the water? From that air, from that well. Where does that well come from? It comes from Yushalayim. It comes from Mikdash. It comes from relationship with Hashem. So I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. That we should be able to connect ourselves. We should be able to attach ourselves like branches to the roots branches to the trunk the Torah, the Jewish people our, our Jewish leaders those who teach us, those who are dedicated and focused completely and completely depending upon Hashem Hashem should help us to be able to attach ourselves and to be able to seek and receive the amazing waters the amazing the amazing flowering and blessings that come as a result of that connection thank you so much for listening have a wonderful Shabbos this podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com 
or search on iTunes Ari Goldwag.